0: Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash wordinyourear for more details.
1: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact...
0: are listening to a podcast from The Word.
1: Good morning. Good morning, Dave. And behind you, unless I'm entirely mistaken, is a picture of, of who? It's a, it's a light entertainment star.
0: It's a great actress, actually. It's, it's the great Dandy Nichols, um, who probably best known for playing um, Silly Moo in uh, Till Death of the Park, played Mrs. Alf Garnett. And... Um, Jonathan Sellers, uh, who we both know well, uh, former art director of Word Magazine, who had a, 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 an absolute fascination with kind of minor characters. <laughs> he did. Of, he, knew, he knew every single member of the cast of On the Buses. <laughs> the point of, There were John Sellers on the day when somebody published a slim volume about um, Charles Hawtrey. Jonathan Sellers was the first man outside In the you know, on the day it was published. So he, um, some, I had some birthday. I can't remember what birthday it was. And people gave me various presents. And Jonathan gave me an autographed picture of Dandy Nichols
1: <laughs> in a frame. That's- <laughs> and you had to say that's just what I've always <laughs> wanted. Why has that taken so long without Nirvana? Right?
0: Just what you always wanted, yeah. Jonathan. That's, <laughs> but no, yeah. I, but actually, I'm very, I'm delighted to have it. I don't have many autograph pictures. Do not know I only, I only have two framed autograph pictures in the house? I think I'm right in saying one is Daniel Nichols. Do you know who the other one is? Is it a pop star? It's beyond a pop star. It's a genuine absolute copper-bottomed entertainment Hollywood legend oh right so it's a film star it's not Bob Dylan it's Fred Astaire good
1: god that's quite cool isn't it how did you get that
0: I bought it years ago in a Hollywood um, kind of memorabilia store and uh, it's it's a very beautiful thing it's a beautiful picture can you remember him. what you paid for it and well, I paid a significant sum. I mean, I can't remember exactly how, how much it was. It was enough to make me believe it was real. But anyway, yeah, absolutely, Whether well, you hope it was real. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? It's a beautiful picture. It's Fred Astaire, and I adore Fred Astaire. So you that's know. fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm still thrilled about that. That's so we're going to start with snack so Wordy Game.
1: Yeah, I'm going to. Okay, okay, okay. Five country and western song titles. All, all right? right. Okay. Four yeah. of these are real. One is fictitious. Can you spot the ringer? Right. Uh, <laughs> Number one. Thanks to the cat house, I'm in the dog house with you. That's All real. Right. That's, that's real.
0: Oh okay. Oh, okay. Oh,
1: okay. oh, okay. All right. Go on. All right. Number two. If you were a bottle of bourbon, I'd be buying you a ring. All right. <laughs> Third one is uh, you can't have your cake. Sorry, you can't have your Kate and Edith too. You can't have your catered eaters too. Okay? Very
0: good, very good. This
1: reminds me of the Robert Wyatt, uh, Ruth is Stranger Than Richard. But anyway, all right. Uh, the fourth one is she made toothpicks out of the timber of my heart. <laughs> okay. And the fifth one is when you leave, walk out backwards. So I'll think you're walking
0: in. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm going to plump for the one about the toothpicks being the made up one. Oh right, no, it's real. <laughs> oh well,
1: there you go. That's okay. real. Oh, I'm so pleased I've actually won for it. So she okay. made toothpicks out of the timber of my heart it was by Homer Haynes and Jethro Burns. Came out in 1962. <laughs> That's great. Thanks to the cat house, I'm the doghouse with you, the Johnny Paycheck song. Um, yeah, when you walk out backwards, uh, when you leave walk out backwards, so I think you're walking was by Bill Anderson. Uh, you, it, you can't have your catered Edith to a Statler Brothers record. Yeah, oh, cool. 1967. And if you're a bottle of bourbon, I'd be buying you a ring made up by me. Made I mean, that, was that, that was classic that was
0: very good that was superb that's very good well, is, is the song How Can I Miss You If You Won't Go Away real yeah Dan Hicks
1: that's, uh, Dan Hicks. Uh, that's, that's a Dan Hicks
0: and his Hot Lakes song it's a very good a along one. with my
1: other absolute favourite which I think was an Eggs Over Easy album do you remember that one uh, I'm Gonna Put a Bar in the Back of My Car and Drive that's Myself really nice to myself.
0: Drink is that Commander Cody no maybe they did, did a exactly. of it. I don't know I think that's that's very song. good it's very awesome. funny was drop kick me Jesus through the goalposts goal of, of life? That's of true. Life. That's real. That's, real. That's, That's real. real. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Was from you to the gutter is not up. <laughs> is that real? I don't I wish to know. know. I don't, don't want to. Okay, but I'm going
1: to come back in. Okay, now I've got one more that I can remember, which was just so brilliantly country and western. It was, I think, it was uh, if the phone don't is if the phone don't ring, that'll be me. which is
0: just brilliant isn't it that's a mournful understatement the kind kind of songs that were invented in bars and written the title written on cocktail napkins and then you know gone off and worked out the song later because so many great country and western songs come from just some smart ass comment made in a bar where somebody thought there's a song, in that, the
1: song in that. It's a bit like Smith's songs, that once you've got the title, I mean, the song is less important,
0: really. It is. We're still talking about these things now. because We hate it songs. when our friends become successful. You yeah. don't have to write the song, really. You, no, you just don't. Win the title. That does the job. Girlfriend okay, coma, I'm coming back at you. These are three British instrumental groups of the early 60s, okay? In the era of the shadows and so forth. Well, no, actually. Okay. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna change that. These are three instrumental groups, right? Three British instrumental groups groups. One of them is not real. Okay. Electric coconut, the flea rackers, the silhouettes. Electric Holy coconut, Lord. the flea rackers, the silhouettes. One of those is not real.
1: Well, the silhouette sounds completely real. I can see their album sleeve now, and that sounds very The Ventures, The Shadows. Silhouette's got to be, I think. Well, the nest, you're being very clever here, and it's a play on The Shadows. What was it? The Flea Wreckers. Yeah. Flea Wreckers. That is so unlikely it couldn't have been made up. So I'm going to plump for the first one, which I think was The Electric Coconuts, because that doesn't sound... It doesn't sound British. You said they were British. That sounds. You got it wrong. Maybe because I'm thinking electric British. Oh, I've got it wrong. Okay, you got so it's it silhou- wrong. Silhouettes, the the silhouettes
0: made up. are the made-up one. Oh, They're very good. Coconut were a kind of synth group of the early '70s, I think. Flea Wreckers, which I still think is the strangest name for that a group is- ever, because it's spelled F L E R E K K E R S. How weird is that? the flea wreckers i think mickey waller who was later a member of jeff beck's group is that right he was wasn't he and uh, i think he was a member of the flea wreckers i <laughs> think one of those groups that what does that people. even mean stopping, no th- 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 stopping your escape stopping you going
1: away somewhere i mean it's, well it's I possibly flea,
0: as in the as in the you know the insects the flying creature the you know Wrecking, I don't god but knows But spelled wrong it's not spelled that way it's right? deliberately spelled wrong yeah. it's the most as in the beatles stupid yeah. name. it's like as in the beatles yeah 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 so so there you go um that's the uh, that's the stackworthy game oh, you and I were both reading a chapter from the woody allen uh, book uh, autobiography which is called apropos of nothing um which I've, I've I want to get hold of the full thing and read it all so though. do i I was absolutely fascinated, and I was uh, I was very struck. He, the the bit I was reading, he was talking about his early days and you know preteen and teenager and getting into the entertainment business and so forth. But he has he has one tangent. He says, "Look, people think that because I wear specs that I'm an intellectual. I'm not at all, you know." He said, he said, women have always thought that I've got more sophisticated taste than I have. You know, I always went out, went out with girls who wanted to talk about Ibsen and Strindberg. And all I wanted to talk about was jazz and baseball because (laughs) his his whole point is I'm quite lowbrow. And anyway, he goes through a list of um, things that he's either never read or seen or he's read and seen and didn't particularly like. And he, he was just refreshingly unconventional. And, uh, and he, he put, when, he ca- when I came to the sentence where he, where he said, I don't find some like it hot funny, I wanted to punch the air with triumph because I thought, that's what I've been thinking for years. Thinking I was the only person in the oh, world. Oh, no, it's hilarious. No, it's you, don't, a- you don't find it funny. It's, it's, You're not laughing
1: throughout. Not, uh,
0: not, seriously. not at all, not at all.
1: Well, all beautiful. those lines. I, I always get the fuzzy end of the lollipop. The, t- the, the, the Tony Curtis' Cary Grant impersonation, when you see it on the beach, absolutely incredible. Jack Lemon, every facial expression from Jack Lemon and Jack Lemon as a woman, just seeing that clunky, kind of awkward, ridiculous way he carries himself is just riotously, ridiculously funny. Well, now, I,
0: love, I love all the people involved. Uh, I love Billy Wilder and Marilyn Monroe and Jack Lemon and so forth but it just doesn't make me laugh. It's a fabulously polished, beautiful thing. I, I, I can see all that, but it doesn't actually make me laugh. It doesn't get through to me. That's, that's possibly my failing rather than the film, you know? And I, I think that you know, it's not said often enough. You know, people, you know, sometimes you get people say, oh, I could never, I can never trust anybody who didn't like P.G. Woodhouse or whatever, you know? And it's like, it's nonsense. You know, some things just appeal well, to you. Well, yeah, it's things subjective. It's, Completely. it's subjective. So here's my three things, okay, cool. that leave me cold. And one, some like it hot. It just leaves me cold. The other is love's forever changes. In fact, love generally. You know, every two years, I try again with love because I know that everybody... Adores them, and you know, I I know what the scene they came from and all that stuff, and I I pretty much like all the groups around them in some way. I may not be passionate about them, but I can kind of appreciate them. But I listen to Forever Changes, and I just think, oh dear, this just lies. Oh the record, no, it's
1: me. really it's a fantastic record. It just doesn't. It's he sort of just does strange and baroque soulful and uh, terrible well, maybe moving. the so,
0: maybe the strangely baroque thing is what i don't like that might, that might, might be that. actually be it it just doesn't appeal to me in my kind of gut at all or on my heart which is kind of where pop music strikes you in one of those i tell you a problem a problem with love is that you don't have i never thought about this but you don't have
1: much connection with any of them in fact i'm not sure if i can apart from Lee. i'm not sure if i can <laughs> Even name from the other three members, but but you, you don't have much understanding of who they are, much association with them, do you? So there's no other way in on a, on a, on a
0: kind of personal level. Yeah, maybe it. That may be it. So, you know, I, I, I some a heart leaves me cold. Forever changes leaves me cold, and I got another. I got a I got another one to join the pantheon. Is a relatively new thing. But when this book was published. It got such rave reviews. I thought, oh, god, I want to read that. I read a lot of books. And I do, I do read a lot of, you know, fiction, celebrated fiction. If something gets the Booker Prize or whatever, I tend to read it. And I read this book. I got halfway through this book, and I thought. I was reminded of the, the old joke, and this is not a book to be cast aside lightly. <laughs> it should be thrown with gratefuls. but what is the book the book has recently been turned into an endless television adaptation which everybody seems to love i haven't seen the telly thing i'm just going the book which is normal people by sally rooney Oh, right Which, which hats off all around the world this young genius i just thought i'm reading this what is this it's this young adult fiction this is so kind of flat and self-absorbed, and incidentless. And also, here's my most ringing criticism, here's, here's the most damning thing I could say about any book, actually, which I would also extend to Just Kids by Patti Smith. And Patti Smith is a very good writer, and remembers lots of things. But both that and all people have, they have one thing in common, they have no sense of humour at all. No sense of humor. Patty Smith not blessed with a sense of humor. Not a sense of humor. How can you have the career, the life that Patty Smith has had? And not at any stage you go, God, that was a laugh. That was a bit strange. That went a bit far. None of that at She's all. She's got none.
1: I still haven't forgiven her for the Q Awards. Do you remember that? I got her to come to the Q Awards. And I got Polly Harvey to introduce her. Polly Harvey, a massive, massive fan. Took immense amounts of wrangling. Polly Harvey, terribly nervous, not used to doing these things, doing us a real favor, got up and said, what a wonderful, this is the woman who made me pick up the guitar and made me want to write songs. Pat Smith then got up and said, "The one thing I can't stand is people who just, just you know, imitated me throughout my life, you know, and ripped off my ideas or whatever." I pretty much said that. Do you remember? You were there. Yeah, yeah, I then yeah, cast yeah. her a kind of narrow and appraising sideways yeah. glance. I thought that is very, very unkind. It's very wrong. But no, right? no sense of humour. That's just about. It. But normal no, I mean, people. It's a lot of that. Is some of that to do with? Um, is that an age thing? Though? Because, I mean, I I don't get, I don't, I've never liked Little Britain. Everyone says, Little Britain's fantastic. I can't stand it. I I can't stand. I just don't don't even like David Walliams. Well, you've got me. your way now, haven't you? It's been,
0: yeah, that's <laughs> true. It's been removed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, it's been, they come that's up. That's a bit tra- harsh. I
0: felt they really come so up foolish. the. Dr- they come up the drive with flaming torches and pitchforks. There they? Go, they've. They have
1: little. Out into, dragged into, up, out to darkness
0: makes me think that there is a, a possibility to start a TV channel right now called Banned Television, where slowly, you know, they they're just going to squeeze all this stuff. Out of the main channels, which are Netflix and BZI Player, and the, well, this will the, make it even more curious area. and attractive. Exactly. It's also a really good idea. Band TV. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like all those people used to go all the way to Paris to watch a Clockwork Orange and cinemas. Yeah. You know. So those are my three. Uh, some like our forever changes. Are normal people. Have you got anything? God, well, I, I mean, apart from as I say, a little, I, I nothing major. Uh, I never got the Mighty Boosh. I never
1: got the League of Gentlemen. Uh, I never got Robin Williams. I know everyone says he's absolutely fantastic, but I always found him tense and unnerving and completely unfunny. Monty Python, was it funny? Did you think at the time that it was... I, I didn't find it funny. I found... I, I ought to find it funny. I like the concept of it. The principle of it was funny. I don't remember laughing at it once. They're terribly dated now. Queen, well, the, as in the rock band. I know, I know. I know she's entirely subjective, but, you know... They, 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 I, Queen of never moving, utterly unemotional. Wizard of Oz, nightmarish, scary, no good. The Mona Lisa, Dave. Sorry, overrated. <laughs> the Mona Lisa is fantastically none underpainting. Yes, yeah. and if you actually go and what, see it in person, as he was, because it's tiny. What would it cost her to
0: smile for goodness' sake? Why did you cheer <laughs> up, oh my
1: God, Look the bride. Turn that frown upside down. <laughs> the one, the one, the absolutely classic concept that i've never got i think is ken dodd i don't know why is, oh, it, right. is that because i'm southern ken dodd we just you know he just because he doesn't re- represent any culture he has no cultural significance for me. i don't know is ken dodd funny i mean uh, i that great line about his ken, teeth he said my teeth are, uh, he said i can eat it, eat it, uh, uh, an apple through a tennis racket <laughs> i think that line is funny but i think that was written by frank muir
0: the, the thing about ken dodd was that he gave you too much volume and therefore you know the proportion of funny was relatively small because he he over delivered years ago this must be 30 years ago he played the london palladium and and i said to my wife come on we're gonna see ken dodd and we and we did actually
1: went
0: we went and um because i remember seeing him as a teenager on holiday in Blackpool or whatever and um and we went, and he, he, he was on stage for like three hours. He just exhausted you. So even if it had been the funniest thing in the world, you wouldn't have, you, you wouldn't have been laughing all the time. You know, you, By then, you'd have given in. The, my favourite Ken Dodd thing, do you remember? There used to be a Radio 4 series called In the Psychiatrist's Chair, uh, presented by a, a very good Irish presenter called da, Dr. Anthony Clare. Do you remember yeah, this? I yeah, I do. He used to plumb the kind of psyche of celebrities. And Ken Dodd it had the controversial, you know, income tax case, you know. Yeah. I don't even he been keeping money under his bed or whatever. I think
1: he'd literally been keeping <laughs> cash under I his think <laughs> I so think funny. he did. I'd, I'd rather
0: buy him for that. And they did the interview. Claire did the interview. And um, and he talked about early life and working and so forth. And then when he obviously thought it was safe in the interview, he said, I, I want to talk to you about money. <laughs> and Ken just love to beat. Pete and said why have you got some <laughs> <laughs> which still makes me laugh that's very clear the very idea that he's going to give him some spare cash in the that's middle clever. of the so, so Ken, Dodd, Ken Dodd is a little bit like a little bit like Monty Python here's the here's the key thing in his defense and their defense they're funny ideas which you carry yeah. around with you You don't necessarily enjoy the experience of watching it or receiving it the first time, but it sits in the back of your mind. And, you know, Monty Python planted hundreds of really funny ideas that are still really funny.
1: That's true.
0: But you wouldn't necessarily wish to, you know, uh, sit and watch it. I can't look at a box of chocolates, uh, you know, with, with a little plan inside the lid of what all they I'm are. i
1: think thinking steel bolts are going to come out and pierce
0: either cheek. <laughs> see, spring surprise. When spring you surprise. bite into it, steel bolts ah. spring out and plunge through both cheeks. That joke landed in my life in about 1969 and it's still making me laugh. It is surprise. good. So that, well, you know, that, 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 that's a hell of a thing. You know, so. And their
1: albums were great. The albums were fantastic. The album with three, three grooves. Do you remember that? A single album with three grooves. <laughs> yeah. God, that was brilliant. You turned over the seconds. I can still remember that. Probably, you know, having been on the old jazz ciggies at the time. I can remember us turning the side and dropping in the needle, and the side only taking 15 minutes. We put the needle, we thought, that's very short. Put it back again. It's a completely different 15 minutes. I can remember being freaked out.
0: You're listening to the Word Podcast. It's a lockdown lock in. Before we go any further, uh, let's uh, pay tribute to our Patreon supporters, those people who've taken advantage of the opportunity to come on board this magnificent enterprise and uh, have the reward of, A, the glow of knowing that they've done good work, B, being able to watch you and me, Mark, as well as simply listen to us, and also to be able to listen to the podcast earlier, than, uh, than everybody else can do, and also and the to quiz take, to take part in the in the Friday evening six o'clock happy hour quiz, which we conduct via Zoom. Another one of those coming up at the end of this week, and furthermore, also to get involved in uh, in our uh, our podcast Gold series, where we dust off legendary old podcasts from the past review them top and tail them and put them out there into the world so all those could be yours if you go to patreon.com slash word in your ear as these people whose names mark's about to read out did they did we have some new names and thanks very
1: much to all of you much much appreciated the first uh, name i think i'm pronouncing this right is paul gagan and apologies if that's not pronounced right. It's a complicated spelling. Uh, also, Paul Coleman and Brian Hansell, sorry Brian Hansell, uh, Alfred Daniel, Stephen Clark, Ronnie Day, Gareth Durant, Ian Muir, uh, Graham Crossley, Gavin Rogers, Tony Quinn, and Jonathan Hodes. We're immensely well, grateful to all of you. Well, Thank well, you so well, much.
0: Very it's grateful. And if, you, if you'd like to join the them. quiz. If you'd like to join them, patreon.com slash word in your ear for further details. What were you telling me about Terry Hooley? Yeah, Terry, there's a movie being made of Terry Hooley's life, a biopic, which I think is on iPlayer at the
1: moment. And Terry Hooley, really interesting guy. Um, and I, I knew quite a bit about him. I was fascinated by the story. Uh, he was born in, 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 uh, in Northern Ireland in 1948. Uh, tragically, lost an eye in an accident when he was a kid. Somebody shot, a, you know, the bow and arrow accident when he was six. And this focused his interest in music music was the only thing that motivated him and seemed to give him any pleasure and so he grew up in that whole era of uh, the show bands and the hippie bands and he formed a record shop you know a record shop in 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 belfast and um he's selling you know old uh, rory gallagher records etc and uh, it's one of the few places where the catholics and the Protestants can, can, it's the height of the Troubles, can, can uh, get together. And um, then he's converted to punk rock. And there's a great scene where he goes to this pub in, in The Pound in Oxford Street and uh, is completely converted to the whole new sound of what's, well, of, of, of what's happening in Northern Ireland. Uh, Richard Dormer, incidentally, plays Terry and his wife is played by Jodie Whitaker, who's the woman who went on to be in uh, Doctor Who and he starts to put out records but he starts to label Good Vibrations puts out records by Rhodey and uh, Rudy sorry, and, and, and Protex and, uh, and The Outcasts. and then the key event of the film is that the undertones arrive and they, they insist that he listens to their, their demo tapes. And he, he records them. And everybody in the studio thinks that Teenage Kicks is the most extraordinary thing. They've never heard anything like it. And it was really touching. And there's this scene where they, they all get together and they, they do these personal, uh, individual DIY wrappings of each of these singles. And he takes a big bag of them to London. And he meets a load of kind of, Hopeless kind of cretinous vaudeville villain, clothier, record executives who tell him how rubbish the record is. And then he remembers John Peel, who he absolutely adores. He's a great here. He I'll send one to Peel, and of course, famously, Peel played the record. You remember he played it twice in a row. You can still hear uh, this on YouTube, yeah, yeah. and that's what that's what kind of just caused the whole Undertone story to take off. And, and to some extent, you know, some of the the, the, the uh, the massive amount of success that Northern Ireland bands had at the time. And it made me think, are there other people who should be, uh, we should be, there should be a movie about, um, it, it, you know, it, it, uh, are there it, it, other kind of small legendary figures in the music industry? I mean, I'm surprised there hasn't been one about Richard Branson, the documentary, which I don't think there has, although Richard Branson is quite a hard man to like for a lot of people.
0: Well, but also I mean, did, didn't have a record player. Didn't have a so, record player. Didn't have a record player. So somewhat difficult to position him as the... the you could, traditionally, these films always are, are, follow the same plan, don't they? True believer out there, passionately involved with music. People who work for record companies, the suits. Not interested in music. Not true at all. Absolutely not true at all. Oh, no, I'm sure there's been liberties because taken with this story. It's record good. companies, certainly at the time, you know, 77, 78, they were desperate to sign new punk acts. They, could, they were not interested in anybody but new punk acts, you know. So to paint that kind of... Um, that kind of tension, I think, is a bit of a distortion. But that's others. No, I'm sure they're playing that very much for the, uh, to, to, to make a
1: dramatic movie out of it. You know? yeah, and also, I think it's quite likely that he, he would have got to go ahead on the budget because Terry Hooley is Irish and, and it plays well in America. People adore the Irish, don't they? The
0: Irish roots. But uh, nobody has anybody made a film? I, I'm, I may be saying to stupid here. Has anybody made the Barry Gordy story? I'm not aware that they have. Not to my not to my knowledge. Because no. he's still alive, which may somewhat cramp people's style. Uh, but you know, that's the independent record man. To to end them all isn't it the man who invented Motown records and uh, you know turned it into this enormous well, would record. that be better as a documentary rather than a biopic because if in the biopic the problem is you've got to believe that
1: this succession of people that you're seeing walking in are actually you know the well, rock if you, stars if, that if you can find a,
0: if you can find an actor to play Fergal Sharkey I would say you can find an actor to play Diana Ross no so, you know, quite
1: convincingly Quite amazingly, <laughs> uh, I thought there's one person I thought that you could make a, a, a biopic or a documentary about was Joe Boyd. I don't know. Joe Boyd's a good story, don't you think? Joe yeah, Boyd, yeah, yeah. Harvard, Harvard intellectual, hung around Greenwich Village, met Bob Dylan, tells that great story. Uh, that's <laughs>
0: great a good. Story in his that's white a good scene. scene. That's a good scene. It's yeah.
1: a great, a really good scene where, where it's in his white bicycles book where he meets this girl at a club and. Uh, and uh, he's clearly on a promise. And she says, she says, "Do you want to come back to my Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be back there. Um, you know, um, yeah. I'll be back there a little later because of gives the address. And when he gets back, Bob Dylan was that right? Was staying? Am I right? She'd gone to bed with
0: Bob Dylan. She'd and gone it, to bed, or she, had she met Bob Dylan in the bar? She brought him home and brought him home. She had. And That's she right. pretty much left him a note saying, "You understand, surely." You understand? I'm in the other bedroom with Bob Dylan. That's right. <laughs> That would
1: make a great, that's a wah, wah, wah <laughs> moment, isn't it? It's wavy line
0: for mouth. You know? Yeah, you should start writing the script tomorrow.
1: But I think he's a great story. You know, and he came over, and he formed the UFO Club and all that stuff. With no, that's with true. And Floyd, true. and he discovered mm. Nick Drake and Ferdinand. No, and, you yeah. know, mm. and, 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 yeah, who knows? There may even have been romantic liaisons with some of the stars that he involved with.
0: In. We don't. They're gonna, they're gonna, well, I'm yeah. sure there would be if the film were made. Be. The film but wouldn't be made if there weren't romantic liaisons. Figo Sharky, interesting character
1: because he's retired. How many people do that? He's simply retired from the rock music business. Isn't he? Well, he isn't he? he will never go back and he's now, well he was in the music industry and his last scene kind of campaigning on behalf of environmental issues. He does, like the I think he's got a lot dreams. of
0: walk, walkie, he leads a lot of, uh, not the Ramblers Association but that kind of that kind of thing is he's, he's very much involved in paths, I think. Yeah, and, he is. In rural is. areas. I'm really admiring for that. And no,
1: absolutely. His whole thing is, look, the, you know, it's time for us guys to get out of the way and let a load of other new musicians through. And also, he's right, because to go back now, he probably would be disappointing. I mean, there'd be lots of money in it, and, um, you know, and uh, there'd be certainly a, a, a market for it, I'm sure. But he's right to, to not kind of burst the bubble. What do you think?
0: Well, I'm always fascinated by any rock star who retires because my feeling is they never do. And so it's so it's so nice to be on top of one who walked away with his dignity intact, you know. It's good to see. This is a Word Lockdown special. Call it Herd Immunity. Do you know one of the things I f- find odd in this situation? You know, we've got lots of time at home and, uh, you know, so there's tons of television. And, um, you know, there's all these uh, multi-part series of dramas that I know are really good, everybody's told me are really good, and i just I just can't make myself watch them. Why I end up doing? I don't even watch them on the television. I end up up here in my workroom, tooling about looking at stuff on YouTube and Netflix, and I end up watching the same two or three old sitcoms that i've watched hundreds of times before what Again, you mean actual episodes or, or series well, i can the episodes because you don't need yeah i suppose i suppose you've put your finger on one of the attractions of it that you don't have to follow a plot because it's not going from one episode to the next uh, self contained really self contained yeah. and these are the ones i watch i watch the us office 'Cause I love it. I watch Faulty Towers and I watch Parks and Recreation. Can't go wrong. And I watch Shits Creek. And that's it. That's the lot. I just go round and round and round again the same thing. Because So is that you're just getting a degree of comfort from this, presumably? I'm getting humor, I'm because they're all funny. I mean varying degrees. I mean faulty towers is still laugh out loud, genuinely funny. You know, even though you've seen it hundreds of times before, you think, my God. And do you know why Faulty Tales is, gotta bore you for a second, why Faulty Tales is so good, which is cool. beyond John Cleese and Connie Booth and so forth, is the quality of all the actors in the small parts. Yeah. You, you sit and watch the Waldorf salad or whatever it's called, and that guy who plays the American tourist, you know, he's putting his heart and soul into that job. And that's what gives it the incredible drama. You know, Bernard Cribbins, Hotel Inspectors. Oh, he's Jones, fantastic. Jones yeah. Sanderson, as they kind of, you know, what do you expect? Herds of Wildebeest. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jessica, they're all just brilliant, all of those people, doing absolutely top work. So and, that's and why... And the that, other
1: thing is the tension that he builds in, because the plots are nearly always the same, aren't they? That some incident happens immediately, and like the builders when he's the whole thing is he will not pay for the he won't, expensive build he he's going the to economize by having the cheap bag like, having o'reilly <laughs> <laughs> cup of tea cup of tea and a biscuit o'reilly <laughs> yeah the orally men you know and because he's done that the entire house of <laughs> cards constructs and it's this tension going to collapse and he won't go back and the other one which i thought was amazing, is amazing do you remember the, the anniversary when he will not acknowledge that he's remembered it's their 15th wedding anniversary, just out of the pride, really. Also, he has actually organized a secret party for her. <laughs> but then she storms off thinking he's forgotten. And actually, it's terribly unfair because he, for once his heart is almost in the right place. You know? Yeah, but yeah. That terrible tension he has to get that woman in the dark, half darkness to pretend to be her in the bed. Oh, no. So that genuine, that's
0: genuinely that laugh out uh, loud funny. Shits Creek, which is for anybody who hasn't seen it, I do like it. I mean, it came out about two two years ago, Canadian production done by Eugene Levy, uh, you know, and and his son Daniel uh, about about a family of of, uh, of multimillionaires who suddenly are put on their uppers and have to go and live in a town in the middle of nowhere called Shits Creek, which is not so much laugh out loud funny but beautifully observed and beautifully acted, and. Uh, and parks and recreation, I never get sick of. And the American office, you've never seen the American office, is that right? I've
1: never seen it. now. I, I, I don't know. Well, why that's I've seen a joy it. you've got to. Is it, it is it really different from the the British? Oh, yeah, it's, it's
0: like it's American sitcom, so it's it's different. It's designed to run for years. It's more sentimental. It's more glossy, but it's. In its way, it's no less good. And Steve Carell is just absolutely astonishing as the, as the, as the boss, as the Ricky Gervais figure in, in that. Oh, you, you should go and watch that. So that's all I'm doing. But the, I, but the quality of those American sitcoms, the
1: quality of writing, I can still remember lines. I can remember a line in Cheers where somebody walks into the bar, says, I want a drink. And they said, uh, what do you got? He says, coffee. He said, got anything stronger? Yesterday's coffee. You know, it's just lovely. Just that's a tiny little throwaway line, but it's just so clever. There's Uh, a a bit in Seinfeld, you know, Seinfeld, where uh, uh, about the airline hostess, where he's just observing the airline hostess. Do you remember that? Oh, wait. The uh, the the airline hostess goes that moment where she goes into club class or first class, she's got her back to all those people. There, you can hear the chinking of glasses. And you can hear the merriment is there. Meal is already being served. The plane hasn't even taxied out yet. And she's looking down into cattle class. She pulls, about to pull the curtains across. She gives you that look as if to say, if you'd only worked harder, which is just brilliant. And also friends. You remember the the brilliant line where Courtney Cox and, uh, and Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer Aniston's, Courtney's discovered she's gone shopping with someone else she said i'm so sorry oh, yeah, i was yeah.
0: thinking of you all the time oh, absolutely now Same i only team. now she says it's brilliant that is she discovers that she's gone to bloomingdale's with bloomingdale's her. with another and she,
1: girl and she said
0: we only went once that's right, and I was thinking of you all the time. All the time, I know she's been unfaithful. It's <laughs> fantastic. Oh, it's brilliant. So those are the things I just end up watching again and again and again, without before launching into these kind of 14-part dramas because I sort of don't feel up to it really. I don't want. I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to go to the highs and lows. You know, I just want to keep level. You know, fair the enough. Level of understanding comedy is absolutely fine for me. But anyway, we've been providing our own award-winning television spectacular in the last f- in the last few months have uh, we now crept into uh 40 41 42 of
1: them i think something like
0: that something like, word in your attic was word in your attic i mean there may be people who haven't come across this we started this in very early days of lockdown i think with mark billingham was probably our mark first, billingham was uh, the first was the f- first guest because he was uh, at the time doing a kind of abbey road jigsaw i think it was pepper i can't remember which one it was so we thought let's do a bit of show and tell on, via zoom with mark at home going through his stuff and we did that and then we, laid, we you know we moved on we did uh, we had jude rogers we had paul gorman talking about malcolm mclaren we had daddy all kinds baker, of, daddy kelly danny baker danny kelly uh we've uh, we we had tracy mcleod the other day were all kinds Ray of people rogan Yes, absolutely. They're all there on on YouTube. You know, if you just go on YouTube slash Word in Your Ear, you'll find them there. And uh, you know, they're, they're quite an interesting little no, fascinating. And they go off at such tangents. We did one the other day with Andy
1: Partridge. I think he's up, isn't it? The Andy Partridge one for yeah, And, yeah, yeah. and yeah. It, it was the most incredible thing. You said I think at one point that he ought to have a program called uh, Andy Partridge Remembers the Fifties. Because it's all about the analog world with which he is still obsessed. It's all about the cereal the toys, the free gifts, cereal packets he used to collect. It's about um, him making little slideshows. Do you remember and projecting them on the roof of his, on the ceiling of his room while he's listening to music and being, being, uh, being, and time traveling while listening to the the third year band and uh, and playing records at the wrong speed just to to entertain himself and. Uh, and collecting radiator caps from cars and all the get. And the other thing was those little tiny figures, the Airfix figures, the little models and having these little games with, uh, you know, the Eighth Army, the Cowboys and Indians and the paratroops against the farm animals and the Africa Corps of the US Marines or whatever it was, you know. And I thought that was fascinating. So it, it's that whole really, world.
0: basically we say to people, just bring along, a, have a bit of show and tell ready. So ideally on their desk, they've got some kind of, you know, Oh, crap, or whatever. That's got to be a satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. Uh, You know, stuff you can talk about. And it's amazing the stuff that people have got. And it's amazing to talk to them, and they're they're so grateful at the end of it. Thank God, I always wondered why I kept this piece of crap on my desk, you know. And now, finally, it's found a use, thanks to word in your attic.
1: We've got a few lined up for next week, and one of them, uh, which we just recorded this morning, has the most extraordinary and original artifact. It's going to contain a fag butt left by David Bowie at a party. There you go. Which she collected and put in a plastic bag and has kept, as you say, for this very moment, to air on Word in Your Attic.
0: Where else could you get this quality of entertainment, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) There you go. Word in Your Attic. This podcast was brought to you by The Word.